Hello and welcome back to episode two of Sisters Web. Obviously you have me, Tabitha, and my terrifying sister Meryn, who really is quite scary today. I'm already in trouble and we haven't even started. But today we have my gorgeous friend Jenny Falconer joining us. Not only is she my absolute bestie, she is also a smooth radio presenter, or probably the smooth Fal- radio Falconer. presenter. Falconer. Shit, I knew I was going to get that wrong. I have thought I'd just tell you. our entire relationship? Mm-hmm. You have, I thought I'd just correct you now. <laughs> Does it still bother you? No, no, I just thought, you know what? Before you get too far into it, I thought I'd just, you know, as usual, just correct you. You, you can you can just leave it or you can just amend it, whatever you I like I think to it's do. nice to get people's names right. <laughs> really? Especially when you've been like best mates with them for over 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. We have my bestie, Jenny Faulkner on with us today, who is very patient and tolerant of me. She is the smooth radio presenter. She is also the founder of her fantastic new business, Colo, and also the founder of her amazing podcast, RumPod. And she's also really, really hot and the perfect Tabitha Webb model. Hi, Jen. Oh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're being really nice because I kind of picked you up. Oh, look, I'm so, by the way, I am so excited to be on this podcast with the two of you. Um, How long before you have some kind of dispute? Seconds. They just always start immediately. (laughs) I mean, you've got an economist and a creative and we're related with such different opinions on the world. So, but I basically back down the whole time because Meryn's always right. I know, but you do listen to Meryn because I do. For instance, let me just pluck an example out the air. Uh, Meryn, you will obviously remember this well. It was Tabitha's husband, Gavin's birthday. And Tabitha went, I've bought this amazing dress. Come upstairs. What do you think? And I was like, yeah. She goes, or there's this one. And it was this one that I thought was better, but I didn't want to tell you that it was better than the one you'd bought, comes in Merrin, right? Walks in and she's like, that is awful. Get it off now. And I, I love that she... You did. Maybe I did. did. Maybe you I did. did. And it was awful. It was awful. Color. But only a sister, only a sister can say that. The other one looked really nice. But Jenny, why couldn't you say that? Why couldn't you say, you didn't have to say the first one was awful. You could have just said... The second one, I prefer it. Oh, that's a nice one. I did. I said all of that. And I even implied that I didn't like the first one as much. But it was you saying it was awful that really managed it. Really kind of managed to kind of like rule it out entirely. Teamwork. Excellent. Because she looked great on the day. She looked amazing in the one she chose. (laughs) It was good for my late night dancing as like a middle-aged woman. Absolutely horrific. One of those moments where I still thought I looked really hot at 1am. Retrospectively, I did not. But anyway, I had a great time. I'd gone to bed long before that. That's because you were so drunk. Um, what? Body temple? Yeah, it's just not true, is it? Anyway, speaking of body temple, before we go into anything else, I just want to tell Jenny, because I haven't told her yet, that I am near the end of block four. Ooh. And yesterday I ran 4K because I kept going at the end of the block. Oh my goodness, I'm so impressed. Well mm-hmm. done. You're, you're you. officially in the Run Pod Run Club now, by the way. Oh, thank you. So exciting. Tabitha's still to join. Tabitha. <laughs> I know, but it's just not my natural thing. Like, I, I don't think I have the body of a runner. Yet. Maybe if you started running. I, I think, am, am I not too old to just start running? I just started five weeks ago, four weeks ago. How many, if I'm on the end of block four, how many weeks have I done, Jenny? It depends how quickly you did it, but four weeks is basically it. Mm. You do, I think you were doing brilliant. And, I, and I'd never run before, Tabitha, and I'm, I'm not young. I know, but none of your bottoms are as big as mine. And my every time I take a step, my enormous bottom kind of goes up, down, up, down, like that. We don't know what to say. 
I love there's a story. Obviously, I'm on a mission to get everyone running. And um, I have RunPod. I have a running app coming up. Everything is about getting everyone to run. And um, Tabs, you once tried it and then literally injured yourself within the first two minutes. Yeah, I know. I ran up the drive. When did you last run, Meryn, pre this? I never run. You must have run at some point in your life. I don't think so. I've never run for exercise. I am pretty sure I got out of any running I ever had to do at school. I don't think I've ever run at all. You know, before, what do I do exercise-wise? I, well, I'm just always on the go and I do Pilates and I play a bit of tennis with the kids, etc. But run, a- absolutely not. So four weeks ago, I did what I think a lot of people do when they start Jenny's Run Pod and it works really well for this. I ran for the first time. Um, and in the first run pod, you run for, what did we run for, Jenny? 90 seconds, I think, yeah. in the first one. thought I would die. <laughs> did you? Did you really? <laughs> no, not really. It's just quite easy to begin with. The, the first time you said we had to run for five minutes, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But that was fine too. And then it was eight minutes and I was like, oh, I really don't know about that. And then suddenly it went from eight to 20 and I was like, oh my God. But in fact, you know, the progression is so carefully planned that actually the first 20 minutes was totally fine. And now I've run 20 minutes, what, four times? Yeah, you're doing well. And it's really, it's absolutely, I'm not going to say I enjoy it, Jenny. I mean, I love listening to you and all the chat and, you know, I love it when it's done. But do I love it at 16 minutes? Not so much. Yeah, but no one does. No, of of course. Why would you? You love running, Jen. Yeah, but there's a point where you've passed the comfortable stage and you're now just in there, right? It's like a survival mode till the end. But when you get to the end, how do you feel, Maren? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And not only that, but because, you know, we're so constrained in where we can go at the moment, the entire neighborhood knows that I'm learning to run. The entire (laughs) neighborhood. So, you know, whatever I'm doing, however exhausted I look, however purple my face, you know, they can see out of their windows. And if I go into the gardens on the other side of the road from here and run up and down those, everyone's going, wow, yeah, go, Marin. And then, so I can't stop. I mean, I cannot stop. Because if any of my neighbors were to see me stopping, they talk about it for years. You just want years. everyone to see. You're being a little bit boasty, Knickers, don't you think? There is nowhere to go. I live in the middle of a city. Everyone is locked in their house except for their exercise. And what are they going to do? Look out of the window, see who's passing. And I'm no less interesting than anything else. So, you know, I, I can't not do it. And now, of course, because they've seen me doing it, everyone knows that I'm doing Jenny's run pod and everyone knows oh. that I'm aiming for 5K. So, you know, okay. I, I got I think it. We've this. got the point. We've got the point. <laughs> well, I think you're doing a brilliant job. Well done. (laughs) Whereas I have my Peloton as my lockdown investment, which is not to say I wouldn't love to be doing Jenny's run pod, but I do actually have quite a bad back that is not very good for running. And I found my Peloton absolutely amazing. Like I am quite obsessed with it. I know. I've you know I've seen the pictures of your Peloton. I also know that your daughters are trying to claim it from you. Um, So good luck with that moving forward. But I I couldn't do cycling. I am more of a runner, so I couldn't do what you do on the bike. So there you go, each to our own. Well, you could actually. I mean, I'm not a cyclist either, but do you know what it is? Is You have those really quite attractive people on the screen in front of you looking deep into your eyes going, go on, you can do it. You can get to the end. And and it really does make me feel good. I'm like, they're really with me. I can do this. Tabs, does it make you want to cycle outside? (laughs) No, no. I loathe outdoor cyclists. Loathe oh, them. It's quite a sweeping statement. They wear those tight pants and, and they come past you really fast going, coming by! 
as they, as they sweep you off your feet. I, I they're awful, aren't they? I have to admit, there is a there is a different kind of there are different groups of cyclists, aren't there? They're the ones that are really serious who do not tolerate beginners, and um, then there are the ones that are friendly and welcome everyone in. But it's the it's the the ones that are really serious that don't welcome them, the rubbish ones like me that intimidate me. Actually, I think you're, one thing you are right on top of there is the shouting. It's time for the return of the bicycle bell. What do you think? Oh, I think so. Like the bobbies. Ding, tinkle, have. tinkle, tinkle. Everyone ting, ting, ting. Here I come. Yeah. Ting, ting, ting. Now, Jen, you launched a business in the middle of lockdown, Collo, which has been amazingly successful so far. Was it scary launching it in lockdown? Because I know you were a bit like, oh, this isn't what we planned. I know. Well, I don't think anything ever goes to plan, does it? So we no. we were going to launch at the start of the year, actually. It was kind of like start of the year strong with this project that we've been working on for months and months and months. And um, because it wasn't quite ready and we, we didn't want to rush it, we decided to hold back a little bit until everything was absolutely in place, every detail. And so it got to the point of launching and then the coronavirus. Here it is. Um, so that was annoying. And we genuinely held off for a little while. And then we, we did think about it and we thought, you know what, we could soft launch it and see how it goes. And we did a week of soft launch and actually it was it was fine and then we launched it properly. And actually, it's been fine. It's been really good. I think as well, we've not we've not said to anyone, you know, take this product. It can cure coronavirus. We have, we've really steered clear of it. And yeah. we're just we're just launching it as we would any other time. It's unfortunate it's launched during this this unsettling time when people are, you know, are, are having are in hardship, really. But, but Jenny, you know what? what is it? We have launched a supplement, Meryn, and um, I'm really excited about it. So when you get to the age of 25, all the collagen in your body starts depleting, which is why, you know, as adults, we have a few more wrinkles and we look a little bit older and mm-hmm. uh, wiser, as I like to say. But Speak to um, yourself. Yeah, so the collagen levels have depleted. It's fat. No matter who you are, your collagen will start depleting at the age of 25. Now, there is a way in which you can um, kind of help restore those levels of collagen in the body, and that is by taking a supplement and so um there are loads of collagen supplements out there in different forms and capsules and powder and whatnot but we decided to go with a liquid collagen it's marine collagen which is absorbed into the body um really well and it basically is amazing so collagen is pure protein and we have seven grams of protein of collagen in each sachet we've got vitamins b1 b5 b6 b12 vitamin c you sound quite scientific jen i know it's good isn't it well it's you know (laughs) we've been working on it so blooming long that it's it's really exciting i mean the only way you could get this this amount of collagen is if you were to drink bone broth as much as you could and no one wants to drink that much bone broth so um yeah, we decided to develop this. Okay, so you know, so collagen isn't in uh, ordinary proteins. So having a steak doesn't give you it, doesn't boost your collagen. It has to no. be. So no. So collagen, it comes from bones. So our collagen comes from, I didn't want to go down the bovine route, which is like, you know, from cattle bones because I don't really eat meat. So we went down the marine collagen, which is a superior premium collagen anyway, and it comes from fish bones, but it doesn't smell fishy because what it is, is it's all cleaned out in the manufacturing process. So it comes from fish bones and fish skin, which has already been used. So we're not going and catching fish and we're just using the remains of any fish produce. Since you've been using it, do you look 10 years younger? 
Well, I've been using collagen since 2009. So when I started marathon training, someone told me, um, another brand actually, who came and said, look, you should really take collagen supplements because they're really good for your joints, your cartilage and your bones when you're running. So I've just been taking collagen since then, but only in tiny amounts yeah. um, because the supplements that I was taking didn't have anywhere near the amount of collagen that we're putting into our sachets. So we just basically decided to develop one and come out with the best product we could. Well Jenny, done. what does it taste like? Um, we we spent ages making the taste quite nice, actually. So it's a bit like someone got in touch the other day and went, oh, it's just like peach schnapps. Uh, we Ooh. like to say it's got a bit of a tropical, maybe mango flavour. But yeah, peach schnapps, that's a good way of selling it. Oh, you've based it on a pina colada, haven't you? <laughs> so I could put some vodka in it and all good. Yeah, there we go. As long as you're having your, your protein, your collagen, that's fine. Erin, so they're saying today that they're expecting, the Bank of England are predicting we might have the biggest recession on record ever. I'm not sure you agree with that. Do you agree with that? And then what's going to happen to small businesses like us if that's really true? Um, Well, remember what a recession is. It's just a period of negative growth, two, two quarters of negative growth, so not even a whole year. So remember, there's an official definition of recession. There's nothing long term about a recession, right? So what the Bank of England has said is they're expecting GDP to fall by 25 to 35%, but not forever, right? So most forecasts suggest that in the first quarter of the year, the one that's just finished, we'll see GDP fall something in the region of five to 6%, which isn't that huge given what happened in March, right? And then over the next quarter, you'd expect to see GDP down by another 20%, 25%. Now, that again, doesn't seem out of line given that you've effectively put the entire global economy, well, most of the global economy into the deep freeze in one go. And the UK has been fairly intensely locked down. We haven't had the same kind of lockdown as Italy and Spain, etc. Of course, we've been allowed out to exercise, shop, move around relatively freely. Yeah, that, that's worked out well for us. Well, well, we don't know if it's made any difference or not, and we and we won't for for a long time. We have no idea. No, I mean we're we're in this we're in the world of nobody knows anything. But nonetheless, you know, an awful lot more companies than I suspect the government expected to shut down have shut down. So obviously you're going to get this huge drop. And in a way, we should be surprised that it's so little, 25%, 35%, you would have thought maybe it would be higher. However, as soon as we begin to come out of the lockdown, the question is not what's happening now, because we know that and it's not good. The question is, as we come out, how fast do things sort themselves out? And that's partly down to how the government arranges for us to come out of lockdown. You know, how tense does Boris Johnson still feel? How locked up does he feel people should be? How do we organise it? When do schools open? When do shops open? When do businesses open? Uh, When are we allowed to visit each other again? When are we allowed to travel? But the other part of it is, how do we feel? You know, if you look at the surveys, a lot of people are saying that they don't want to go back to work, that they don't want to travel again, that they're frightened of going into shops, etc. Now, I suspect that'll disappear pretty quickly. I mean, once you're, um, once... uh, the government stops paying everyone's income, I think they'll probably come, you know, overcome their fear of going back to work pretty quickly. And also, I think we can we can overestimate or, or over exaggerate these behavioural effects. I mean, I don't know if you saw the pictures of KFC the other day. Uh, I mean, that's KFC insane. KFC opened for the first time in Basingstoke. What happens? People are prepared to go and line up for hours to, get, hours. Back in, to hours. get back into the consumer economy. And then you look look over to China and you see unexpected little things like, uh, uh, you know, luxury goods sales are beginning to come back really strongly in China. And you might have thought looking around, you think to yourself, well, everyone's really hunkering down, trying to figure out how to make their personal lives and their financial lives more resilient. And when they come out of the other end, they're going to stop buying eight grand handbags. Are they really? Maybe not. So it may be that... Um, 
and the recovery at the other end is much sharper, much more V-shaped than most people expect. But again, as I say, we really are in the world of nobody knows anything, and that depends on behavioral stuff, and it depends on how quickly the government decide to allow, allow us out of what is quite clearly no longer an effective lockdown. Well, in, interestingly, I spoke to uh, my factory in China yesterday and they are just like, oh, everything's fine. It's all back to normal. We're just wearing masks. But apart from that, life's like it always was. Oh, my God. Isn't it amazing? Don't worry. It will go away. Their recovery. It's just like they've sprung back. They literally have. But it makes complete sense. I mean, this is, a, a, you know, you, it's the pandemic has obviously peaked everywhere. The news is improving everywhere. The growth rate of infections and of fatalities is slowing absolutely everywhere. And the estimates of what total fatalities were going to be in the end are constantly being revised down and down and down and down and down. Mm. We know that survival rates are very high, particularly among anyone young and healthy. And we're also beginning to get a sense of what it is that makes people at risk. So the more you know that you're not in those at-risk groups, the less you have to fear. So, you know, we're beginning to see uh, the way out here because we're beginning to understand it more. And the more we understand the pandemic, the more it, it comes to an end. You know, at the moment, it looks like the fatality rate really is, you know, somewhere between 0.1% and 0.36%, 0.4%. You know, it's, it's very, very low. Yeah, but the thing is, I think what's everyone's, we're getting scaremongered basically by the thought of a second wave. I think a second wave is is petrifying. And, you know, because they're all looking at the Spanish flu, aren't they? And it was the second wave that was so much worse than the first Mm. wave. And it's like, how do they how do they stop that happening? Jen, if you could send your daughter back to school, would you? Are you confident doing that? Well, the um, the thing is, for... Uh, well, the, she was at school, like many children in this country, until we the schools were closed. We didn't yeah. take her out of choice because ultimately they are they're mixing with other children. They're um, focused, they're learning, and it's it's good for them to be in that environment. However, yes, you don't know you don't know how safe it is in terms of carrying that virus, but. I can... I don't well, know. you do know that, I mean, there's increasing evidence that children neither carry it nor pass it on, which is yeah. why, you know, Switzerland has now let children go and see their grandparents again, because they haven't been able to find a single documented case of a child passing the virus to an adult. And I don't know if you remember, but initially one of the reasons why everyone thought that things had gone so badly in Italy was because of the way um, generations of families mix so much. And the assumption was that it was the children who had passed it to the grandparents. But it now turns Mm. out that there is absolutely no evidence of that at all. And so if there is this weight of knowledge that suggests that children, A, don't get it badly, or if at all, and B, don't pass it on, then I'd be very happy to send my children back to school. Really happy. Maybe tomorrow. Perhaps they could go tomorrow. Maybe now. Is it too late? Having spent the morning doing fractions with Betsy this morning that I have done with her every single morning this week and she has understood. And then this morning she looked at me like I was speaking Cantonese and (laughs) it was like we had done nothing on the subject the entire week Mm -hmm. and I just totally lost it rang mine and Maren's younger sister who's a teacher and said you just have to take over I, I can't do this I'm done I have nothing oh my God, more give to me give. her number I'm gonna phone do you want her too. number she's at home <laughs> yeah. board oh she's so amazing she's doing math she's doing math with my son absolutely oh fantastic my she's have her number yeah um I've got to say I 
Look, I fully hope things are in shape and they can go back in September. But in terms of keeping them off for this term, I'm happy with that. I don't mind. We've got the, the setup for the homeschooling, however good it is. Every school's obviously different. And I'm look, I'm prepared to go through with this for the next couple of months. And then you've got school holidays anyway, haven't you? So mm-hmm. as long as September, I would love it if they were able to go back then. Just from, I've got an only child, my goodness, for her more than anything. She needs to hang out with children her own age. Yeah. No, would you would you book a holiday, Jen, or not? No, I I wouldn't book a holiday this year. I don't think we're going to be allowed to anyway. Well, you don't think we'll be allowed to leave the country? No, I think they were saying, weren't they saying that they're looking at different countries that can, and at the moment, the UK might not qualify. Am I wrong with that? No, Meron, I think no one's ever going to let a Brit in again, are they? I think that comes under no one has the faintest idea. Um, you know, there are lots of countries in Europe are very keen to reopen. And if they're keen to reopen their tourism markets, they're going to be keen to let the Brits back in because, you know, we're big spenders in the tourism market. I'd be amazed if Spain didn't figure out a way to let the Brits back in come the summer. I was speaking to someone yesterday who surprised me. He has a, a villa in Ibiza that he rents out. And he said he was amazed to find that from the beginning of July on, he is fully booked with British visitors. Oh, wow. Which I think is amazing because I wouldn't have thought that, you know, most people would expect that the flights would be back on by the middle of July, let alone be getting on the internet and booking a villa in Ibiza. But that's what I mean when I say that, you know, we have to be careful about the assumptions that we make about other people's behavioral biases. You know, we might think, well, I'm not going on holiday. I'm getting on. I'm not getting on a plane with a pile of people and going through airports at the end of a pandemic. But there are an awful lot of people who are booking villas in Ibiza. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to go. I know. I was going to say, is there space for me and Jen? (laughs) It's so nice. I mean, the thing, the thing is, is that given our pandemic rate in the UK, we're probably safer to get on an aeroplane, to be honest. But you know, well, I mean, it probably feels like that in the south. I don't know that there's an awful lot of the country where it doesn't feel like that because remember, this pandemic is very focused in the UK. In London and the southeast and you know bits of the Midlands etc and a cluster in Glasgow but you know for the vast majority of the country it doesn't feel as my guess anything like it feels for for you in the south and southeast yeah do you know what I'd like to do I just want to go and like visit my mom and dad go to Scotland for a week or so take time off work as well because I've just been working through and take my daughter and go and if James wants to come or if he has to work he can stay but just head up there take the dog go for walks that's that would be a nice little break. Are, are you basically trying to go away without James? <laughs> no, 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 it'd be nice. If, it'd be lovely if he came. It'd be really yeah. nice. <laughs> Jen, have you saved money or spent money in lockdown? Like, have you, I think some people have saved a lot of money in lockdown. I'm wondering which side of the camp you're in. Well, I haven't done anything. I've just sat home. All I've done, so I've been working as normal. Um, I haven't even been to a shop. I no have... online shopping? I've done online shopping. So I've done online shopping. What I mean is I haven't even, I've only been out to go for a run or a walk. And otherwise I haven't been out the house. James thinks it's hilarious. He's like, you've been in the house for like six. I haven't, I genuinely haven't gone to a supermarket. I haven't gone anything. I've found a way for everything to be delivered at the door and um, like support local small businesses that do bring things and just have avoided. So that's all I've been spending money on. And because I've not been going to a supermarket, I have not been tempted by the things on the shelves, which usually I'd be like, oh, let's put that in the basket. So actually I've been a lot more disciplined with what comes, which is obviously been James and Ella have hated that because it means 
every evening when they go into the cupboard to get something like rubbish to snack on. There isn't much there because when I placed the order, I was in a healthy mood. God, so, I, need, um, I need to be in your house. <laughs> it's really, it's boring though. So every now and again, when I'm doing the shopping, I have to now go and say, what else do we want? And they're like, buttons, biscuits. Chocolate, sugar. <laughs> so like, okay, all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I have, I don't think I've spent that much and also haven't taken time off. So yeah. those days... I'm paid on a day rate, basically. So all the days I would usually have taken off, I'm I'm working. So I'm not losing out that way. But it's, it's a different, different so way. So like every time I go for a coffee locally, you know, pre-lockdown, I'd go for a coffee. You know, Merrin would always go to the Long Barn. Love the favorite. Long Barn. Love the Long mm-hmm. Barn. You go and you have a coffee and then you buy a candle or a wicker basket or 10 birthday cards. or Yeah, or two shirts know. and a lampshade in my case last time we went. You, do you know what I mean? Oh my so God, every day I went out, it cost me too. a fortune. <laughs> yeah, the coffee could go, should cost three fifty. It costs us four hundred quid every time we go. Jeez, what are you buying? <laughs> Shirts in a lampshade. When I went there with tabs, she went, "Now, just be careful. You're going to spend a fortune." And I didn't buy anything. She's like, "What have you bought?" I went, "Nothing." She's like, I, know, what? "I found that really Everyone annoying." Comes here and buys that really something. annoys me. Why wouldn't you shop? I can't stand people who won't shop with me. I had to buy Ella a book just to keep you happy. I know. I was reading today on one of my many reading things that millennials generally, a lot of millennials are now earning 150 grand or more as kind of influencers and fitness gurus. And just for example, somebody said to me yesterday, oh, you're really lucky I posted that on my stories. Normally I charge £2,000 to post it on my stories and £5,000 to post it for you on my grid. What? Are you crazy? We're in the wrong game. I know, but... Apparently, mayors, they're the most vulnerable group to life after COVID because they're going to miss out on government support. They don't meet the criteria. They're not going to have savings or pensions. So all these people who've been living the high life, are they maybe the ones who are going to be most impacted on the other side and not charging me five grand to put something on their grid? They're raking it. They're raking it in at the moment, though. Have you seen the amount of promo people are doing from their flats? Do you think? Do you think this oh is a really good God, time for yes. them? Oh, my God, yes. Some of them are raking it in. £5,000 to go on the grid, £2,000 to do a little Insta story. How many Instagram followers do you need for that? <laughs> Maren's like, how many? Maren's like, I've got two. Is that going to work? No, I, I've got about, yeah, I've got a few more, but not very many. I've got, my daughter's got more on, um, you know, her Instagram site for a pet rabbit than I've got on my own Instagram. How many do you need for five grand a post? <laughs> I'm reckoning a million. What do you reckon, Jen? Yeah, there's definitely a tier, by the way. And also, they don't just go on the numbers you have. They go on your engagement. So there is, there's a, there are websites that you can access, which don't just show... Because people can buy followers, by the way. And so it's all very well having followers. But if you're not engaging with them, you're not yeah. going to do the business. So a lot of brands will actually not just look at your numbers. They'll look and see what your percentage of engagement is. And then they'll go for you. So you might have less followers, but you talk to every single one of them and they reply. So therefore yeah. you are worth investing in. Or you might have millions of followers, but actually no one gives a toss what you're posting, in which case they might use you for the numbers, but actually it won't make any difference long term. See, this goes back to the whole thing of though people expecting the world to change after this, you know, that we're going to be less materialistic, less interested in influencers, less interested in social media. But I mean, Meryn, you always say that's just not going to happen. We're all just going to go back to where we were. Well, I think that the, um, the important thing that's happening here is that a lot of the big trends that were in place before we started down the road of, uh, of uh, dealing with the pandemic are going to be exaggerated and accelerated by the pandemic. So things like um, 
Okay, an example, not using cash. You know, we've been talking about the rise of the cashless society for years, right? But in fact, everyone still uses cash quite a lot of the time, partly to avoid tax and partly to uh, maintain their privacy. You know, so people, no one wants to be tracked around the place by Visa or PayPal or whatever. So we've kept using cash. But from now on, uh, people aren't going to want to use cash in the same way because, you know, there are hygiene issues around cash. We feel there are hygiene issues around cash. So you're going to see the rise of the cashless society being accelerated. Home working, obviously, we were trending towards that before, but this will give it the most massive boost. So that's another trend that will be hugely accelerated. Uh, supply chains, that Tabitha, you, you and I have talked about this before, the yeah. shortening of supply chains around the world. You know, it used to be that no one really bothered if if stuff was made in five different places in China and arrived via another 50 places. That wasn't a big deal. It's a big deal now. So that changes. The way we look at companies changes. You know, a company for the last 10 years, we've encouraged all our companies. Well, when I say we, I mean the financial industry as a whole, encourage companies to have lots and lots of debt because that's financially efficient. But the new buzzword in, in the world of investing, at least, is resilience. You now want to find companies to invest in that have very low debt, high cash generation that are considered to be resilient for the future. But that's something that we were all already talking about before the pandemic, but it's a, it's an idea that's been hugely accelerated since. So when we talk about how much the world will change afterwards, I'm not convinced that it that it will change in new directions, but I think it's quite clear that it will change faster in the directions it was already going in, which is which is rather different. Okay. Okay. So but we're probably quite lucky that we're not really influences well i'm not jenny you just influence by your existence jenny is I mean, an influencer no she Aren't is jenny? but that's Surely. not she, that's not her know. definition as a human being <laughs> no not by definition i'd like to think i've got some influence in some some way form or shape <laughs> no, inter- I mean, in the running world no i'm looking at this way Tabitha, you're very in this way. she's very influential yeah that's different and if jenny were to say <laughs> On the podcast, on her podcast, Rampod, if she were to say, say at the beginning of Block 5, by the way, everyone look at, listening to Block 5, you need to go out right now and buy this brand of trainers and this brand of running leggings and this special thing to put on your arm for your phone. I'd be out there in a flash if I the lot. Oh, you're such, such an easy win, Marin. You're marketing <laughs> dream. Thank you, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> in, areas, in areas where I am not expert... I will accept literally the recommendation of the person who I believe to be expert. So I had uh, no you know. idea there were areas that you weren't an expert in. Well, luckily there aren't many, but you know, running's one of them. What else is there? <laughs> Running and what? I can't think of anything right now. Nothing. Fashion? Fashion? Um, well, that's subjective, isn't it, Tabitha? <gasps> Go on, dare you. <gasps> dare you. Take me down. Um, you never dressed as a bag lady as a teenager, so I, I have nothing to say on that. Okie um, dokie. <laughs> Um, okay, well, my final question is, oh, Jen, will you bubble with me when we're, when we're allowed to bubble? Will you come and bubble down here and have, you know, like be in my bubble? My oh, I see, bubble. I thought it was like a new app that I've missed out on. What's that bubble? <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. Oh, will I come and bubble? Yeah, kidding. Definitely, yeah. you're in my, you're in my inner, inner bubble gang. I think oh. they've dropped the bubble idea now, haven't they? Oh, no. As oh, being well, even I'm, more phenomenally stupid than all their other ideas. Oh. oh, I think it's gone. And I've just how would you ever know who was in a bubble with who? How could well, it be enforced? Maybe it's because people were, it was upsetting too many people who weren't invited into certain bubbles. And they thought, oh, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Let's just drop it yeah. now. But secretly, you can have secret bubble chat then. So you'd have been in mind tabs. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be a political <laughs> shit show, right? I mean, within friend groups who oh got invited God. in, who didn't. And then also if you bubble with one family and that family bubbles with someone else, like the cross bubbling... Takes me back to Venn diagram days at school. 
petrified. How many right? were you allowed in your bubble? Ten. That would have been a problem, actually. We'd have had to get rid of some children. Hmm. Not mine, other people's. <laughs> <laughs> they can't come in, but you can. It's easier to get rid of other people's, isn't it? Yeah, I, I thought I was your only friend, so now we have to discuss this later. I didn't know you had other people to be in your bubble. I'm feeling really upset. Oh, no, I'm joking, obviously, obviously. Oh, okay, okay, thank God. Guys, thank you so much, Jenny. We love you. Thank you for coming on to our pod- podcast oh, to talk to us about Colo and Rumpod, and we think you're really clever and amazing, and we admire you, and we're always like, Jenny this, Jenny that, Jenny this. Aren't we, Marin? Pretend we are. Pretend that's totally what we Totally are, totally are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Are. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, look, I'm really excited that you've got this podcast and I'll be listening all the time. And I'm really sorry that you've uh, had me on as the first guest. You, Marin said you had to be our first guest. Marin was like, Jenny has to be our first guest. Amazing. Well, she has to be. Jenny's the only person I've ever met who's been on Blind Date. <laughs> oh, well, if that qualifies me for being the first guest, then, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and also she gets um, really white fingertips in the cold. Oh, yeah, there we go. Do you know that? She gets What's that. What's the prerequisites for being the second guest now? I want to know. <laughs> oh, well, well, also the other thing about Jenny is that she hasn't eaten a crisp for about 100 years. Do you know she's that, quite Mary? Right. Well, she's quite right. Acrylamide, you know. I love the random, the random facts you know about me. She took a bet when she was like two or something that she would never eat another crisp. Is it a chip as well, or just a crisp? When I was 14, a crisp and a chip. And she's and never I eaten like, them since, ever. I had to prove that I could do it. And then I was like, after a month, oh, let's see how long I can go. 30 years later. Wow, who was the bet with? My mum. I swear she still owes me the pound. but um, And it should have interest. <laughs> Meron, how much interest would that have now? Oh my God, I'll figure it out. But basically, you can retire easy. Oh, amazing. I'll let, I'll let her know. That, that really, do you know what, Jen? I mean, that willpower is mind-blowing. And that is tantamount to who you are because you do have amazing willpower. Well, I'm not with everything. That's the problem. I do have to flip back to one thing, Marin. If we don't have any money anymore, how am I going to give Posey, my two-year-old, money from the tooth fairy? Give her um, shells. She won't notice. Oh, Actually, to be honest, a two like a child would probably prefer <laughs> shells to money anyway. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Okay, you're all amazing. Love you all. Merrin, thank you as ever for your brains. Jenny for being you. And until next week, goodbye. Oh, love you both. Bye. <laughs> love you both.